Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, one thing you could say is I'm focusing on what's within my control. I'm putting myself in situations to uplift my mood and spirit. And then that can kind of ground you into I am choosing to be in this space for my own benefit. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from Cultivating Her Space. Are you tired of working hard for your money? Do you want your business to run smoothly when you're out of office? If you want to learn how to automate your business cash flow and increase your impact and influence, join me for my free workshop at brandwithterry.com. Again, that's brandwithterry.com. My name is spelled T-E-R-R-I. Hope to see you there, lady. Let's dive into our quote of the day. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength, carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. And that quote comes to us from Corey Ten Boom, who was a Dutch watchmaker and was most known for helping the Jews escape the Nazis during World War II. I love that quote. I love yes. it. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes. I think it's a good fit for a good description of what we're going to talk about today. I would say so. And honestly, Don, when I hear this quote, the one thing that I would add is, or even interchange is, you know how it says, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load. I would say it's like carrying the next moment's load. You know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes yeah. you can be worrying about something that's in the same day, but it's just like something that's coming up. And so I was like, oh, this is so true. I have definitely been here before 
where I'm worrying about some shit that's like way down the line, whether it's tomorrow, years from now, even as an overthinker, I'll be thinking about like, oh, what's going to happen a year from now or five years from now? And it's like robbing yourself (laughs) of joy today, worrying about things that you really can't control in most cases, right? Or things that are so far away. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love it. So how are you? Because, you know, in all transparency, lady, as you are listening now, you know, we're recording this episode ahead of time, like a few weeks in advance. But this is our first episode that we are recording post baby. <laughs> yes. Girl, I was going to ask you the same thing. How are you? Let me see. I am doing well. I'm adjusting. It's been about a month, literally a month after having the baby. and. It has been a roller coaster, a beautiful roller coaster. But girl, we have to do an episode about postpartum and motherhood because it's no joke. And I feel like there are so many things people don't talk about in this journey. And I'm just like, wow, learning so much. But I'm excited for us to get back. This is our first time actually recording in the past couple months because, girl, we pre-planned so much content to make sure that we didn't have to take breaks when I was on maternity leave, lady. So all the content we organized in advance. And so this is literally our first time coming back into her space, you know, to, to create new content for you. So we have a lot to talk about because it's been about a year since we had our first lockdown. I know some people haven't even been on lockdown, right? but it's been a year since we've been on lockdown here in the Bay Area. I will say, Dom, one thing to note is that I probably still have, I think it's called like baby brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I say things that don't make sense, I forget things. I've been forgetting things a lot. So bear with me there. And I've also been up pretty much all night with a crying baby, trying to feed and all that stuff. And so it's, it's been long. It's been a long day, girl. How are you though? What's going on in your life? Well, you know, as this episode airs, We are a couple of episodes after the episode where we talk about my private practice starting. And so so that's been a big change, an exciting and welcome addition (laughs) into my life. And then I think in general, you know, there's a lot happening in the world at the moment. And when I say world, I mean specifically like the U.S. and just the continued Mm -hmm anti-blackness that we're experiencing. And so that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. But Mm -hmm. I think that, but all of this, that what we are both like the things that are happening for each of us has an effect on the topic that we're going to talk about today. Right. Like, like you mentioned the Bay area, we've been on various levels of lockdown and restrictions for the past mm-hmm. uh, over a year, right? And now we're in a phase where we people are getting vaccinated and we're starting to see reopenings. And I think the thing, part of why we wanted to address this specific topic is that everybody is doing things differently. I think about friends in other states and how their government is handling reopening compared to what's happening here in California. And it's a lot. And when we think about like how we're going to go about navigating this reopening of the world and 
access to things that we haven't had access to or we resisted accessing for the last year, it can bring up a lot for folks. Um, You said that so well. I'm 100% with you. I think that's a great overview of kind of just what we've been dealing with over the past year. One thing I do want to shout out, though, because I don't want to make sure I forget. I'm so proud of you and so excited for you and your practice, girl. Y'all, Don showed me her website maybe like last week or so, texted me the link, and I was just like, oh my gosh, so excited for you. So lady, make sure you reach out to Dr. Dom so you can schedule some time to get your therapy, all that good stuff, right? Because we all got to make sure our mental health is in order, especially with things going on in the world. So yes, girl, I just had to say that real quick. And I do want to know. Of course, of course, girl. And I do want to know, how has life been for you over the past year? Like we talked about reaching this one year anniversary for our you know, area in particular. And lady, think about that for you too. Because I know for a lot of us, it's been, it's been hard. This yeah. has been, I guess in our lifetime, this has been a huge moment when you think about what we've experienced as a world, right? right. Like sometimes right. we experience tragedies and you know, just d- different things that impact, you know, maybe your city or your state or your country. But this is something everybody in the world, we were all dealing with this together at the same time. Different experiences, of course. But how was it for you personally over the past year? I think I've experienced it in a way similar to a lot of people. Right. So, I mean, I will acknowledge that when I really think about it, I'm in a privileged position of being able to work from home. Right. Mm. The majority of my family have to physically go into work every day, right? And so shout out to our essential workers, our frontline workers, the people who from the beginning, when everyone else was told, go home, stay home, they were still out there doing it, right? Like folks working in the grocery stores, you know, people working in the hospitals, like, People working at the airports, like all of those, like the places that everyone still needed to access, somebody has to show up and do that, right? And so shout out to all of those people who are on the front lines, who are putting themselves and their families at risk on a daily basis to provide services that we all need, right? And so for me, yes, I've had that privilege of being able to work from home. It was an adjustment, to be perfectly honest. I've enjoyed it. It has allowed me to, and I've said this in episodes before, that it's allowed me to slow down, right? And really focus on my overall well-being. And so again, I consider that a huge privilege, right? So there's that aspect of it. But then there's the other piece of navigating how I would see friends and family. And for me personally, the reality has been that there's been a lot of anxiety around like exposure to potentially getting COVID and wanting to keep myself and folks around me safe. And so having to navigate like difficult conversations around, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to come out, fly out for that. Right. Like I haven't been on a plane. Since early 2020, like January, February 2020. Right. So well over a year. But that was a personal decision that I made for myself. 
And I think that that is part of what has been happening for a lot of folks is just having to navigate how do you want to interact with the world around you and knowing that everyone around you is responding differently. There's no uniform way of how people are responding. So that's my quick take. What about for you, T? I know you definitely had a slightly different experience, particularly the last few months. Yeah, well, I will say you made a really a few really good points down. I would agree with you in that I definitely realized that I have a lot to be grateful for. You know, being able to work remote, right? Being able to just be safe, right? Like just, I don't know, just life. I realized like, wow, I'm really blessed, right? You see people on the news who've had to, you know, some folks who've had to like stand in line to get food and things like that. And you just had to depend on certain, you know, resources for support. And so I think for me, it was definitely an opportunity to realize, oh, wow, even though I know that I'm blessed, I just, it magnifies the things that I'm grateful for, right? Because you see so many people who are struggling. And again, shout out, like you said, to the essential workers. Because I feel like the country really needs to revisit how they are compensating the people who are on the front lines. Because I don't know about you, Don, but I've always valued every role and every position. And I think that now in this world, because we've seen how essential, essential workers and frontline workers are, that the world is realizing like, oh, we need these people. So it's like, yeah, compensate them accordingly. So I would say that for me, this year has definitely been I've been pregnant most of the year, so it's been good for me to be in the house and away from people to stay safe, but it's definitely been a time of reflection and just being able to just get clear on like, you know, what do I want in life? You know, think about those questions that come up when you're not so busy, but there's a lot that I think about when it comes to reopening. There's a lot that I miss about pre-COVID, and so I think we should just dive into what do we miss most about pre-COVID life? Hands down, traveling and being able to, and I say traveling in the sense of because I don't have family in the Bay Area, having the ability to be able to fly out to go and see folks and be able to like hug folks, like to see my grandmother in Louisiana, to see my new nephew who is almost a year old and I have yet to see him in person. Right. And so those things, right. Being able to see people and even people that I see on a semi-regular basis, being able to actually comfortably hug people without that, like one, that hesitation that may come up of like, Is it okay if I give you a hug? Am I risking COVID if I give you a hug? Like just being able to freely do that. Like that is what I am most looking forward to. Like just being able to have more human contact and connection. I'm with you 100%. I think we only saw each other in person, what, once in the midst of this? And we got to go on a little walk, which was so great. But I'm with you. I miss being able to travel. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy I traveled. I think I, well, Don, we talked about this, but my husband and I went to Egypt like right before COVID. And I was like, I'm so happy we went then because who knows when we will have another chance to travel internationally in the midst of COVID or like post COVID and then with the baby now. But I miss being able to hug people. I miss nightlife. Like, even though I wasn't going out all the time, I want to go out and dance, 
you know, like just be social and be in a club or, you know, just like go to conferences and be on stage at speaking engagements. I miss um, being able to see family and friends, like you said. And also, I don't know if it's just, let me know if I'm wrong about this. I don't know if it's just because I was pregnant, but wearing the mask was such a challenge for me being pregnant. It was so uncomfortable and so like challenging to breathe. So oftentimes when we did take walks, I would just take off the mask to breathe. But of course, in spaces with other people, like I wore my mask, but yeah, it was just uncomfortable. I mean, what is, I'm curious, like, what is life going to look like for us moving forward? You know, that's a great question. And that's an important point that you bring up about the mask, because like I'll go on walks and I've noticed that there's a difference in the quality of masks that you wear. And in terms of like your breathing and then for me, you know, like I know all my folks out there who wear glasses, like the fogging up that happens of your glasses when you're wearing a mask and trying to breathe. And like, so there's a mask that I wear when I'm going on a walk that's different than the mask that I wear if I'm just running errands, right? Because my face is less likely to be, I can breathe easier, right? And still feel protected. Now, one thing I will say that post-COVID, I think I might still wear a mask, right? And I say this because I think about, I have not had a cold this entire time, right? And that's because I've been wearing a mask. And so, and I know that there's been, I've heard other conversation around this as well, that the number of people who were diagnosed with having the flu and the number of people who were experiencing cold symptoms significantly decreased this year because we're all wearing masks. And so for me, I'm like, that's motivation for me to keep wearing a mask because I don't like being sick. I don't like having a cold. So post-COVID, you might see me out here, particularly in during cold and like at the height of cold and flu season, you might see me out here still rocking a mask. That's a good point, Dom. I did not think about that. I will say I'm a pretty healthy person. I usually only get a little cold maybe once or twice a year, like pre-COVID, but mm-hmm. I have not been sick either this year. And when you think about it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. I feel like COVID has ta- like, reminded us of how important it is to be clean, you know, like basic hygiene yes. for some folks that like didn't have basic hygiene. And then also mm-hmm. when I think about like the NYC subways and how they've been like cleaning those like crazy. I think someone was saying they haven't cleaned them in like a certain amount of years. And it's like, well, y'all should have been doing that in the first place, right? right. Or right. even places out in the Bay where we are, where it's like, y'all weren't cleaning the bathrooms or wiping the doorknobs or the light switches and these different places on a regular anyway. So it's definitely stepped up the game when it comes to cleanliness. But what I think we should definitely dive into now, Dom, is let's just talk about what are these six ways that we can manage anxiety as the world reopens? Because like you said earlier, people are moving in different ways, right? There are some people that you see on social media, they've been out clubbing a whole time, no mask, like mask off, okay? That gives like me- Like they only future tip, like- that, Yeah, that, and that gives me anxiety, right? Because yeah. I, and, yeah. and, and I think that that, that that easily leads us into our first tip, mm-hmm. right, is to acknowledge your feelings, right? So recognizing that whatever feelings you might have, they are real, they are valid, and it's okay to feel them. So whether you are feeling some 
fear, some apprehension, maybe even some apathy or some numbness around what the world is moving into. The key is to just acknowledge that those feelings exist, right? Because if you ignore those feelings, particularly like the feelings of fear and apprehension, if you ignore it, it's only going to get worse, right? And so go ahead. I was going to say, as I read over these tips, it really made me think about the same tools that I use to give birth, like to have an unmedicated Mm -hmm. birth. So I just wanted to call that out because acknowledging your feelings, that was something that was a little challenging for me because I was kind of going back and forth with myself on like, well, I don't want to acknowledge the feelings and the fear because I don't want to give power to it. But I think there is so much power in acknowledging how you feel. Like one thing for me was, I don't want to tear. Like, I don't want any intervention or medication. So what I did was I wrote that down and I was like honest about my fear and the feeling. So lady, whatever you're feeling as it relates to opening up, whether it's like, oh my gosh, I might get COVID or, you know, I have some type of pre-existing condition. Be honest with yourself about what those are so that you don't have to worry about them like coming up and trying to haunt you. You can just really face the fear and, and then we'll dive into the next few tips, which you can build on as far as this first one. Yes, exactly. Like once you can acknowledge it, then you know how to address it, what to do next. But like you said, if we're if you're burying it, if you're not dealing with it, then you won't ever be able to do anything about it. And it will continue to build to a point where you're not able to function. That's the opposite of what we want. We want you to be able to thrive. And so start by acknowledging your feelings. And that takes us to our next one, which is one that Dom has talked about on the podcast. It's a tip that I use in my personal life and it's focused on what you can control. So recognizing and focusing on what you can control in uncertain times can be really helpful when it comes to overcoming anxiety. So, you know, one thing I think about, for instance, is if you're going to be visiting family or, you know, hanging out with friends. Be honest and transparent about what your ground rules are, because that is something you can control. You may not be able to control what other people are doing, but let folks know like, y'all, I'm a little scared about this or this is how I'm feeling. So I'd be more comfortable if you you know, wore a mask or if you, I don't know, wore gloves, right? Like maybe you're like me, you just had a newborn and you're like, I want to make sure people are safe if they're around my baby. Let people know and then you can work on what you're going to do to be as safe as possible. Exactly. And to build on that, what I would say is in that example, so you have set your ground rules and focusing on what you can control looks like, let's say that if you're, one of your ground rules is everyone around you has to wear a mask in order for you to feel comfortable. So then what you can control is how you respond if someone around you does not wear a mask, right? You can't control whether or not they wear it, but you can control how you respond if they don't. You can decide, am I going to speak up and say something like ask them to put the mask on? Or am I going to decide that for my own safety and my own personal preference, I'm going to remove myself from the situation? And that's what you can control. It's not about controlling the other person. It's about what you as an individual can control within yourself. So then that takes us to our third tip, going at your own pace. What we know is that, you know, going back to focusing on what you can control, we cannot control 
how the environments around us are opening up. And so what you can do is slowly introduce things, slowly put yourself in different environments at a rate that feels comfortable for you. Just because your entire state said that they are going to completely open up and everything is going to be at 100% capacity, that does not mean that you have to go into those places, right? That doesn't mean that you have to partake in those activities if you don't feel safe doing so. If you feel comfortable still having your groceries delivered, but maybe you want to go to a religious service, you can do that. Move at a pace that feels most comfortable for you. And so then that takes us also to tip number four, which focuses on staying informed. And so what that looks like is being aware of the level of virus threat in your community, being aware of what the new openings and current restrictions are within your community. If you plan on doing any traveling, being aware of what the virus threat is, the restrictions and the reopenings are in the places that you plan on visiting. Because when you are fully informed, that again allows you to one, go at your own pace. With that information, you can decide what feels most comfortable for you. And it allows you to also focus on what is within your control. Okay, now I'm going to hop in with number five, which is stay positive and repeat affirmations. I don't know about you, but I am all with the woo-woo and everything about mindfulness and the power in our mind. And I think that if yeah. you you know, move around and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. And you're just like speaking that on yourself. I think it really can impact you. I am just all for the positive thinking and the affirmations, not saying that they can keep you from being sick, but I think that it can definitely just help your mental health and where okay. you are mentally in the midst of whatever it might be. And one of the affirmations or a few of the affirmations that I choose to repeat, one is everything is working out for my good. And there's another one that I literally just, it just escaped me at the moment. But the thing is like, even if, you know, I do get sick, I know that it's going to work out. Like I believe that it's going to be okay. I'm going to be healed or whatever it might be. So I think positive thinking goes a long way. What about you, Dom? I'm with that. I do think that like, even in moments when you may be anxious, what can pull you out of that is definitely staying positive. And like you said, repeating those affirmations to yourself. So having your arsenal of two or three affirmations that you can go to that really fortify you and bring you back. I mean, one thing you could say is I'm focusing on what's within my control. I'm putting myself in situations to uplift my mood and spirit. And then that can kind of ground you into I am choosing to be in this space for my own benefit. I love that, Dom. And one thing you made me think about is like protecting your spirit and your peace and being mindful. What type of content are you tuning into? Like I don't be watching the news all day, every day, because that shit is depressing as hell. And it's not good for my mental health. So just being mindful about the content as well. 
I think also leads back to that number five tip that we shared. Yes. And so then now we are in our final tip of practicing gratitude. And practicing gratitude can show up in a number of different ways. So it can look like writing things down at the end of the day, like the things that we are grateful for that happened. So you got to see a friend that you haven't seen in months, or you got to hug someone that you haven't been able to hug in over a year. Writing down the things that you are grateful for, or even saying them out loud in the moment allows you to recenter and focus again on the positive, right? Of you can say in the moment when you've seen someone that you haven't seen in a while, I'm so glad I'm, I have this opportunity to see you. Or I'm so grateful that we were able to make this happen. Or thank you for accommodating my boundaries. Statements like that allow us to be grounded in the positive and be grateful for the space that we're in. And let me just say, before we hop over into Patreon and record the after show, I just want to say that I cannot wait for us to host our first live event because we plan to do this in 2020 and then COVID happened to interrupt it. So lady, just stay tuned for more information about any live events that we have because Of course, we'll make sure that we're all safe and all that good stuff, but it's going to be such a good time and it'll be like a reunion in a way. Yes, it'll be something for us to be grateful for. And so just a quick review before we hop into our after show, our six tips. One, acknowledge your feelings. Two, focus on what you can control. Three. Go at your own pace. Four, stay informed. Five, stay positive and repeat affirmations. And number six, practice gratitude. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit cultivatingherspace.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am doing the best I can with the understanding, knowledge, and awareness I have at this moment.